Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cripple Stump. And today, as per usual, we have another guest called Mark, who is now going to introduce himself to you guys and girls and everybody else. Over good. to you, Mark. Good. Um, well, it could be any time. I was going to say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good day or night. Uh, my name's Mark. Um, I'm, my full name's Mark Simpson. Um, I'm a musician and um, all-round sort of creator of things. Um, hello. Hello, Mark. Uh, just to kick us off then, as we all... Well, we have to kick off somewhere, <laughs> so let's let's kick off with this. Uh, so what got... What, what drew you into music as a child? Um, I had quite a, quite a weird upbringing, like my parents were quite strict so there wasn't really much to do um i didn't really have like that much like you know like in ways of like computer games or anything and uh, mm. there was there was a guitar in the house so i just i just gravitated towards that um also i've been i've been surrounded by music my whole life so my, my dad was really into like northern soul and um music like that and then my mum was was kind of like a goth so they were kind of opposites Oh, um, so it was kind of being pulled in 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 either direction. So I I like both kind of genres really. <laughs> Before we delve into that, mm. could I could I just t- ask you like, mm. you say it's strict strict in what sense? Incredibly protective and um, sort of yeah. I I don't know what maybe because my parents were quite young. Um, and I, and my mum and dad split when I was really young as well. So I was with my mum and my stepdad, and um, yeah, they were just like it was. It, it was like surveillance. It was like they, I couldn't really go anywhere or do anything yeah. up until like high school. You know, really yeah. like so. Yeah, it was just like a lot of time in the house, never any any friends around. So yeah. it was just you just you just regress into into doing music or just doing yeah. something. And and how do you think that was reflected in your music then? In the early years, uh, tends to be, I think because I think you can tell that it's kind of like quite lonely because I tend to either speak from other people's perspective or create characters in my music. So it's there's not that much where it's just like I love you, you love me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more sort of like there's this fella who lives in a park and uh, like he's is really weird and when you ask him the time he'll, he'll tell you it's quarter to sex yeah stuff like that yeah but do, do you think uh, the guard would you call it guarded then like protecting yourself or do you not think that's the case maybe yeah um i, I still find it therapeutic so there there is there is a positive element to it but mm. maybe yeah throwing yourself i don't know like uh, i think more so that sort of like my mum's taste in music it does tend to be a little bit more abstract and strange when you when you listen to say like the cure or something he'll be Mm. he'll be he'll be singing about like a like a children's book or something that he's he's been reading yeah all right i just thought for me it was interesting to kind of ask you about yeah Uh, because i'm just nosy like that yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, you know uh yeah, so, so, in, in terms of music, so, what what was your first band called? Oh, God. Uh, um, so, when I was about, I don't know, maybe like 16 or something, I, I dyed my hair pillar box red, mm-hmm. and I was in a band, a really heavy band called, and it's, it's like one of the worst names you'll ever hear in your life, uh, they're called Lethal Addiction, and it was like, it was like heavy metal. All right, um, but that was more pl- singing other people's songs, and um, I've always been like, like really into like singing and stuff. And that was kind of before I was really playing the guitar or anything. I was just sort of being like a front man and st- stomping about. Do you remember any of the lyrics of any of those songs? I'm trying to think, I've I've obviously <laughs> I've obviously forgotten them on purpose because yeah, they, so, yeah. they were so shit. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes. Something that's really shit that you think is really shit. 
It's sometimes in the recesses of your mind. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to hypnotize me and <laughs> bring okay. it out. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many years ago was that then, the first time? So, like, yeah, 15, 16. So, what's that? Oh. 25 years. Does it feel like 25 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. I always say when people ask me, like, um, about like music nowadays and what I do now, I didn't really sort of. I'm kind of like a late bloomer, so I didn't really, I didn't really like exist before I was thirty in a way. You know, yeah. when you when you think back about when you're like ten and twelve, it doesn't yeah. feel like the same person, does no, it? No, no. You have a memory of it, but yeah. it's so it's so distant. Yeah. <laughs> but you, so at the moment, you think you were about eleven, twelve years old then. <laughs> um, I reckon fifteen was was when I first started playing with other people. But I was already doing stuff before that a little bit. Yeah. No, I meant like, do you, in your mind, do you think you're like oh, right. yeah, yeah, 15? Yeah, yeah I, I'm probably about nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what what would the nine-year-old you say to the one-year-old you? <laughs> the nine-year-old me now yeah. to the one-year-old <laughs> me when I was 31. Yeah. Um, maybe learn to maybe just maybe don't date that person maybe just be single for a little bit <laughs> a little bit longer and learn to learn to be a little bit more self-sufficient yeah. and then you might mature quicker all right that's interesting yeah and um, but you wouldn't tell that kid anything from a music perspective or no because i think the thing is with like creative stuff you, you you learn the best way to learn is by making like really wild mistakes yeah you can't really do that with other people's lives or you can't no, really no. in friendship but with your own art and your own creativity i think it's good to to make a load of shite as i say no 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 but <laughs> maybe if you can get away with it <laughs> you, I, well yeah if you can get if you can get away with it you can do what you want can't yeah you? <laughs> but you know can't i can't just off the bat did you go no 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 you can't no. it depends on how good you are at getting away with yeah stuff. definitely so yeah yeah no, that's um definitely one oh yeah and i wanted to ask you about because i remember a couple of years ago you went busking around europe yeah that's right yeah and i wanted to ask you about that do you yeah. remember anything about that so yeah so in in the band that i play with at the moment um my partner's also in the band sally so when we got when when she joined the band we weren't together and then we ended up getting together and one of her terms and conditions of us being a couple was to get a passport because i was like i was a, like i said I, I was a late bloomer so i didn't yeah. really have a passport yeah. she was like she wants to travel around and she'd she'd done it before so she was kind of experienced so it wasn't really that scary because at least i had someone there to show me the yeah. ropes and stuff and i'd bus before i was never really into busking it's it's especially not in this country because i always find English people especially are quite jaded when it comes to music. Yeah. Man Mancunian people especially as well, which is really weird. yeah, because everyone's kind of in Manchester. There's a, there's a specific when you say Manchester music, you think of like Joy Division, The Smiths, yeah. Stone Roses, Oasis, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. And if you don't do that, even now, then it's like how you know you kind of you, you're almost prejudged. And there are little scenes now that you know that don't do that and are quite good but it's still very introverted but anyway to get back to the busking thing yeah so we went um she planned it all out budgeted it all mm. it was really cheap we got um we went to amsterdam then we went to bremen then we went to hamburg and then we finished in copenhagen and we made so much money in germany especially that we didn't actually busk in the end we actually just had a holiday at the, at the very end of it so we, oh, right. we, we did the, we did amsterdam Bremen and Hamburg busked, and then we just chilled in Copenhagen. So, huh? So, in in essence, how many hours a day were you like? like not, doing? not. It wasn't. It wasn't mental. It was maybe like six or seven hours oh. in the day, um, with with breaks. You know, not straight yeah. through. Um. So, like the majority of like a working day, hmm. and then yeah, once it, once it was time to go to the pub, then we'd go and yeah, go and, go and have a drink. Yeah. And is the attitude to buskers different in Europe? Definitely, yeah. Especially, especially if you say, if it's kind of reverse. If you, we had like a little sign saying we're who we were and we were from Manchester and stuff, yeah. and you you get that thing. Oh, I'm from Manchester, so and yeah. and they're not jaded on the continent. They're they're kind of 
you'll see it like if you get like Spanish people or German people over here and they go to gigs, they're so enthused. Mm. I don't know what that is, but um, they're so into it. And it's almost like, because I guess English music, um, and, you know, Irish and, and Scottish and Welsh music is so influential worldwide that yeah. people think that like, they're at the source of it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're amazing. Like, Brayman especially, because that's kind of like an untapped resource. There's loads of like, older richer people who lived there and they were just f- throwing so much money at us it was amazing and did did you have to do covers or were you doing your own stuff or what? mainly covers but it's because it, because i've done i've done like the cover circuit as well to make extra money and yeah. i never play anything that i'm really embarrassed about playing it's always stuff that kind of fits the genre that i play anyway oh, right, so okay. it'd be like you know like sam cucko is reading yeah blues and gospel stuff and and soul stuff and you know, stuff within that genre. You're not playing you uh, two or anything like that. No, uh, absolutely not. Uh, no. Uh, no, I've got some shame. Uh, <laughs> oh, Oasis? Oh, no, no, no. That's the one thing. Like, if, if you see, if you see just some fella walking down the road and they see you with a guitar, it's like, give us Wonderwall, mate. That's uh, what they say all the time. Like, it's like, come on, learn another joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, because in this country, I still think that people think those because the beggars. Yeah, definitely. There's because because the thing is, it's it's you're on the street, aren't you? And you 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 kind of are you are asking for money in a way. Yeah. And I think that's just the perception of like the idea that that begging is somehow negative. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it people, goes deeper, doesn't it? <laughs> people definitely think yeah. it's negative, and yeah. you you haven't made some right choices in your life. Yeah. And it is negative that the negative thing is that that person's in that position, not yeah. that they're after asking for help. Yeah, no, but they they just looked upon as like, what you, what are you doing? Yeah, Get yeah. a job or yeah, exactly. <gasps> yeah, that's the classic. You know. isn't it? <gasps> Players wonder <wall. laughs> But then after that, yeah, yeah. he's off a job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see you on the street yeah. <laughs> yeah. ever again. Yeah. But do that try. It did really well. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. There used to be a guy, I don't know, about 15 years ago, he used to just have a guitar. He used to be outside the boots on Market Street. Mm. He used to just go for it. Like, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just disappeared. Then, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was he, did he, was he a mixed race guy? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like dreads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. So I heard that he had amphetamine psychosis oh right okay. and he was just the reason he was going for it because he was fucking he was going for it you know okay. what I mean? and um yeah i don't know where he went yeah he just, one day he just disappeared yeah, yeah. so that when i think about books because i in manchester i was thinking of that guy because i never got around to getting up yeah and talking to him yeah but he was always like a fixture yeah definitely yeah like, knew he was there yeah uh, one day he just disappeared. Is that? You'd hear him, wouldn't you, before you yeah. saw him? Yeah, it's a, like, okay, we're going down Market Street now. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like the soundtrack. Yeah, like, yeah. That I'm guy. completely going down Market Street. Yeah, it's funny how you reminded me of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like to go back to being in bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Like being in a relationship with somebody else in the band. Yeah. Is. Isn't that a no-no? Or... <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Like, it, it's obviously like you don't. There was no plan for us to to no. to, to get together. It just sort of happened. Mm. And yeah, sometimes. I mean, I was speaking to her about this the other day because I'm probably the two people that I'm hardest on in the band is me and then probably Sally. So and I think the way that me and Sally play music and the way that we approach music is quite similar. We're kind of we play by ear, so we don't, you know, we we might be a bit slower than the other the others who can sort of read music or just you know are a little bit yeah. more accomplished. So sometimes if she does something, it'll remind me. I'll do something wrong. It'll remind me of how I do something wrong, and I'll yeah. go fucking hell. And they obviously the people the people that you're closest to are the people that you're hardest on as well yeah, because yeah. you can speak freely you can go like what the fuck are you doing yeah, yeah. and it's like you can't do that no you have to remind yourself and I, I, sometimes i'm terrible yeah and and i think you have to just take a minute and go like hang on you're asking somebody to play your music here yeah and you know not all the time there's money involved so, <laughs> yeah and, and but no you can't always do that you know you no. can't you can't always go hang on 
In theory, I, oh, should, no. I should take 10 minutes. Here. Exactly, I'm making myself sound really measured. I, I, I blow my top all the time. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, do you think you've become a hard runner since you became partners, or were you always hard runner? I think, I don't know, it's hard to remember, but probably, yeah, the, the closer that we've got, because obviously we've, we've been together a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably harder, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was interesting, though, that in the sense that what you were saying was about how you guys probably can't, like, classically trade as well as mm. the other, and how that affinity makes you closer, yeah. but also harder. That's yeah. something that's interesting to me, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's, with me, I find it quite hard to... Probably because of my limitations, I find it quite hard to collaborate with other musicians. I tend to write most of the stuff on my own. But what is good is having people around that can do other things. Yeah. So then you can just go like, "Can you do this bit quickly?" Yeah. And like, and then they will. Yeah. And like you know, the, the thing is with like Sally, like I always, because I've not I've known her for so long, mm. I, I always really liked her voice, and yeah, I always wanted to sing with her, and 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 then now I can ask her to sing something that obviously that's more in like sort of a female range. Yeah. And it's, it just sounds better. You know, it just yeah. sounds, it suits the song. And and the thing that I, I just popped into my head was the fact that as soon as you, you like, you're not comfortable speaking to certain people in mm. certain ways and stuff like that. Mm. And it can almost come across in the wrong way where people can think you're up yourself. Or yeah. Just coming from my own perspective yeah. as a creative, it's like sometimes you just can't. You think it's too much to ask somebody else to do this or that, or, yeah. and then in a weird way you come across as aloof or yeah. like stu- stubborn mm. or mm. you know. Do you think I come across like that? No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying you. I'm saying right, you, but you, people can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can come. Yeah. Across can come across that have you found that yourself? yeah i mean what's interesting is since so the, the the positive side of things is since working with sally and then obviously being in a relationship with sally sally's, sally's a very positive person yeah. so she doesn't come across as aloof and sometimes i can i've got quite yeah. you know what they call like resting bitch face so yeah. people will see me and be like well fuck but yeah. but i've got better at it you know like doing stuff like going around Europe and busking and yeah. doing like shit covers gigs and yeah. and just it toughens you up but it also opens you up a bit you kind of you realize that you've got to try and communicate you're trying to communicate something yeah. so you may as well try and be a bit more open about yeah. it so I have learned to soften sort of my my uh my face a bit and just like yeah. kind of be a bit more open but yeah it does happen it does happen yeah yeah because I've found that myself that yeah. you know as soon as because you just think you don't want to have that conversation. People no. think you want you want things doing in a certain way. Yeah. And it gives you a reputation you don't really want. Yeah. Going back to your resting bitch face, <laughs> and this is something which you do have, by the way, yeah. from what I've from what I've witnessed. Something I wanted to ask you about was about on stage personas and yeah. stuff and what your opinion is on that and whether you think you have an on-stage persona? Um, me, less so. I mean, I'd, it, it is probably just like a like a heightened version of what I'm like in real life. So you have to you have to engage, don't you? I'll, yeah. I'll usually tell like some sort of... Because a lot of our music is kind of... It's based in something that's happened or it's based in something that I've read or I'll try and engage with someone. Like like recently, I was, I was talking about one of our newer songs, uh, which is based loosely around a book that I'd read. And it, I was putting myself in a position where I knew I was going to sound like a bit of a wank talking about like a book on stage. Yeah. Because people aren't there to. Yeah. You know. They're not there to be. You've come to listen to music. You've not, not to come to me. you are not come to a library. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not. They're not there for um, a lecture. Yeah. Uh, but I like the idea of. I'm quite happy for people to be like, "Who's that prick?" I yeah. I like that, and maybe I'm not like that in real life as much unless yeah. unless i've had a few pints yeah and do do you think your your attitude has changed in terms of your persona in the last few years yeah, or definitely so because obviously we've had like two years off 
nearly three years off yeah. for me. So like, yeah, we when we came back, yeah, it's kind of humbling because you you're older. Yeah. So you can't when you're in your twenties and you and you you think you're the shit. Yeah. And you think oh, I'm gonna get signed and all yeah, this. Yeah. And you come across as you can have that sort of arrogance. Whereas now, like you know, probably probably not gonna make loads and loads of money from music, and you have that kind of feeds into how you communicate to people. Yeah. And do you still think you're gonna get signed? Uh, um, not. I mean, I don't think that exists anymore, does it? So it's like it's more. Um, how do I? So because obviously I have other 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 outlets and other jobs and other bits and bobs. How I, how I pay the rent, yeah. but it's making meaning out of those other things and getting them to feed into music, yeah. getting them to. You know, when you go to bed at night, you think, "Well, I've I've done this today and I've done yeah. this today, and that's quite nice." It's like we were talking about before. It's yeah. it's it's having these little projects. Um, and then if you can if you can make some money I treat it like a cottage industry I don't necessarily think that there's going to be like I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow or some you know Sony's going to discover this unknown artist and give me loads of money because it doesn't exist do you think labels are a thing of the past I think they are realistically for anybody who wants to um, create music in an authentic sense in a sense where it's it, it actually it comes from just being openly creative i think there are exceptions and there are outliers and obviously yeah. that's great but the, the pie is much smaller so there's not you know would you ever consider having your own label i wouldn't necessarily have my own label but i'd, I'd probably like to have my own studio mm-hmm. i'd like that side of things yeah um but not no i, I wouldn't know what my motivation would be to do that yeah and what what's your motivation to do music um well i guess now it's more just it's more like a reflex because i've been doing it for so long Mm. it's how how when there are things it's therapeutic so there are things that i I can't express consciously Mm. that come out through music i mean you enter there's, there's that cliche thing of entering a flow state but you you find this therapeutic thing where you start making something and then when you come out the other side you go fucking hell where, where was i for the last yeah. couple of hours yeah so it's that i guess yeah. reaching that so and i wanted to ask you about uh you say that uh, taking three years off yeah and just so that you don't feel like you're out there on the ledge by yourself mm-hmm. i'm saying that i uh, we've all been locked down yeah. in various forms for the last three years or so and i at the start of it thought oh you know it's all really bad and everything mm-hmm. but i'm gonna watch loads of films and yeah. do this do that never did any of it no and like uh, what what i'm getting at is did you end up writing more in those three years or were you like being didn't really do <laughs> it? i didn't i didn't do a lot of things that i said i was gonna do um but luckily in January 2020, yeah. we recorded an album. So I had a project already. Okay. So luckily, so I, I mixed and mastered that myself, yeah. which I was always going to do, yeah. but I was probably going to spend two months doing that rather than yeah. 12 months, which yeah. is like what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think it's one of your best albums? It's the latest album. Um, it's the one I'm happiest with. I, I feel like it's the most mature and it has it, it feels the most cohesive because we, we went away for a week in wales in january 2020 and we recorded it all together the other ones have kind of been a bit piecemeal where it's just been like here and there you know yeah get a recording session with a drummer or something yeah. and it, it you can tell you know it doesn't sound as cohesive as something that's all been recorded yeah. in the same place so yeah I, I'm, I'm happy with it yeah what what was that um album retreat like it's great, yeah. I think we're going to do it again next January. So there's a guy um, called Phil Booth who has a studio in Nottingham yeah. called JT Saw. And what he does every January, he hires out a mill in Wales and then a load of bands will come to him and record something or solo artists or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we've never done that before. And it was, it was, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. It felt like you didn't really have phone signal or anything. So there was none of that. It was just kind of, you spend... You know, ten in the morning till six, seven, eight o'clock at night, recording, and then you just stick on an N sixty four and play Mario Kart and have your tea, and you just do that every day, 
and it felt like old school like 70s 80s going to a studio yeah and it was that was exactly what it was like it was great and it was and there was all four of us there and this guy was it kind of gets like the genre of music that we play so it was perfect yeah and it was it was really nice yeah and um we're gonna do it again i think so it wasn't just one big piss up there was a bit of that as well yeah, yeah. but um but, i think no. you get that out of your system because you know you've got a certain amount of time yeah and the way that like most music in that scenario is recorded you've got to have a schedule so you've got yeah. to get like the bass and the drums down yeah and then you've got to build everything else on top of it so you can't swing the lead too much yeah yeah and was it a small cottage or was it big or? it was it was a mill so it was an old i think it was an old flour mill and it was right next to um like a kind of like a bit of a waterfall and a river so it was like it was really nice and yeah. um yeah if we went, went to have like a little break or have a sandwich or something we just used to go out to the where the river was and just like mm. skim stones for a bit and then come back yeah in. was it did you feel any sense of pressure or um no feel? because i think that, that i think the songs were already written and arranged so we knew them really well oh right um so we didn't go there to write where they were already written okay yeah, that's um right. and they were already kind of rehearsed there was still a few bits and bobs where I, I would have liked a bit longer so it's more of a recording retreat yeah really, yeah definitely rather yeah. than writing yeah and um but it, it there were still bits where you know i remember one of the songs where we were like we need like some sort of organ solo which yeah. that was kind of written in the studio and there's bits and bobs here and there yeah. that you, you write on the fly or you add extra bits to it and he was like like an old school producer so he'd be like why don't we try this why don't we try this and yeah it was a, more of a conversation D did you have to pay him Oh yeah, 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 heavily. <laughs> oh god! But it was worth it, you know. Not actually that heavily, but it was definitely yeah. worth it, and it it yeah. it was uh it was something that we'll do. Did again. he did he know what he was doing then? Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he re the genre of music that we play, he's kind of into. So yeah. It's that. And uh, can I ask you about songwriting? Yeah. What do you have any without giving your trade secrets? Uh. <laughs> Uh, do you have a certain um, technique that you, or yeah. a certain thing you follow to to achieve what you want to achieve or yeah. not? Yeah, so what I do more so nowadays, what I used to do is basically I'd have a melody and then I'd build a song around that and then kind of well, the melody would lead me towards the sort of the subject matter and the mood. And then yeah. the song would come from that. So I'd just I'd either wake up with a melody in my head or I'd start whistling something when I was walking to the shop. Or a great one is in the shower. Yeah, people always say that. But yeah. yeah. And it does. Because you're not doing anything else. No, no. You're just, you're, you're being mindful of just like yeah. how nice a shower is. Yeah. So then something positive will come yeah. out of it. Yeah. Nowadays, what I try to do is put myself in front of an instrument that I'm not as good at. So like a keyboard or I've got this like weird guitar that's in a weird tuning. And then I'll because I've because I've done it so much and I've written so many songs, you can repeat yourself. So I want to try and get out of my comfort zone a bit. Yeah. More. So my more modern songs tend to be piano based, even though I'm shit on piano. Yeah, I just wanted to say at this point that the other positive thing that comes out of shit, getting songs in the shower is mm. you get clean as well. Hopefully in the shower, you yeah. don't just forget to clean yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget the soap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, or even that's open the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, so that's how it works for you, does it feel Ryan? Yeah, it's not like, I don't ever go like, right, I will write a song today. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's the cliche of like, it's usually late at night yeah. or something will occur to you and you'll be like, oh, that's, or even a turn of phrase where you go like, yeah, that's pretty good. That could maybe be a like a refrain in a song. Yeah. And then that's it. You, you, you enter that state and you, you, you have to finish it. But do you ever get to the point where some writers get like, shit, um, if I look back on it, I haven't come up with this for six months. Oh yeah, loads, and, like, all the time. Shit, I know there's no pressure because there's no label asking you, yeah. but it's your own in, internal pressure. It's, it's your ego that carries yeah. you through. You know, it's you... like, well, I need to get a song down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's that that ego that will make you, make you keep you awake at night and make yeah, you yeah. go, I better fucking do something. It, Definitely does. Yeah. And I want to transition from that into your writing plays now, as well. Yeah. 
I'm writing a play at the moment. So what what one of the what we were talking about before, like projects during lockdown, yeah. I started writing a novel. Yeah. And um, I hit a wall with that because again there was no external pressure because yeah. nothing was nothing was happening, was yeah. it? Yeah. So I started writing that and I hit a bit of a wall and then I was thinking, well, because of my job, so I work I work um, as a theatre technician at the King's Arms and we I see a lot of theatre. I was thinking, why don't I try and stage it as a play? workshop it with some people and then yeah and then hopefully i'll finish it and then i can go back to the book then i know how to get around yeah the sort of like the corner i've written myself into yeah so that's what i'm doing at the moment it's not finished yet um but it will be hopefully staged i think later this year how do you think your songwriting's helped you or hindered you in, in writing the play yeah so i reckon it's definitely hindered me in the fact that most songs are only like four minutes aren't yeah they? Whereas a plays, you know, an hour, two yeah. hours, two hours sometimes, maybe more, and I think that that impatience of trying to get like a punchline out or some sort of like resolution in a song, you, you have to really eke it out in a play. Yeah. So you have to be patient. Yeah. You have to set little traps. You have to, you know, you have to know how to put a through line in a, in a play. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. But then the other side of it is that because I'm fresh and I've never written a play before. Yeah. And I've got a lot to say. Yeah, but do you, but on the flip side, do you think you 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 end up some of your lyrics sound kind of rhythmic and pop poetic kind of thing? You know, do, is there a rhythm to your writing that sounds like songs? Yeah, do you think? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, there's I've shown a couple of people bits of the bits of the play, and then I've realised as over as they've been reading it. Or maybe they've read a bit out or something, and I've yeah. gone like, nobody speaks like that. Yeah. So you have to sort of, and the, the the thing is, the play itself isn't that naturalistic anyway. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a trade off, but yeah, you you have to, you have to sound things out with people because otherwise yeah. you can come across as Be- yeah a bit flowery. Because or a bit reaching for like a perfect line yeah, you know yeah. that perfect it's not Shakespeare yeah you know or that you know something that just rhymes like, exactly yeah. if you've just been writing songs for like 15-20 yeah. years yeah. then you go into this other slightly different discipline yeah. I can imagine it could be a, a blessing and a curse because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're writing something that completely not completely different, but slightly different. It's a different discipline, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, what's good about it is I'm thinking about it as a play because I'll be writing the music for it as well. Yeah. So I can, you know, I can I can get ideas from ideas. Now yeah. Because it's yeah. it's a multi multi format thing, isn't it? And and going from that to your novel, mm-hmm. how different do you think that? It's totally different, so I had to really rewrite that, it because I wrote the novel in the first person. Yeah. I started writing the novel in the first person. Yeah. And, obviously, and this play is basically, it's a duologue. So how do you do that? So I had to I had to rewrite it all from both, both of the characters' perspectives, mm. which was solid. <laughs> do you think you will ever go back to the novel? I hope so, yeah. I mean, knowing me, it'll take me another fucking 10 years. Yeah, or but, but throughout this process that you've done now, I've, has there been a moment where you've thought, Oh, that's what I can put. Yeah. That's how I can do the notes. Yeah. And have you been taking notes? I've not been taking notes. No, but have you been doing notes for yourself to remind yourself? Yeah. And I think the thing is, because I'm, cause I'm constantly redrafting it, I'm, I I tend to live in my head quite a bit, so I'll just be keeping it in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but does it stay safe in your head? Because Yeah, because I'm not going back to the novel yet. Okay. Yeah. But... Uh, without even knowing what what it is, I mm-hmm. think I still think I always think any, anybody who starts a project should should if they can finish it. Yeah. If not for any external capitalism thing, no. Just for yourself, like. Of course, yeah, yeah. I, I've done a novel, you know. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. not many people on there that have done a novel, no. whether it be good or bad. Yeah. At least you can say you've done it. Yeah. Because I made a music album. Yeah. A few couple of years ago. Yeah. Not saying it's good, but... You did it. But I did it, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I just wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. Uh, and I did it, yeah. and uh, that that was all, all it was about doing. Yeah. Exercising, you know? Yeah. Going, well, I'll be a musician now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something that you want, you feel the urge to do. Yeah, it's an itch, isn't it? Yeah, and you're like, 
It's not like I'm saying that I can, I'm better than the music because it was all digital, but yeah. but it was um, it was just something I wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm always encouraging of people that start something for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You, you should at least get to the See end. See it through, yeah. Even if that is in 20 years' time, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not, I'm not saying people should do, do it there and then because when I wrote my feature film, when I really got serious about doing it, mm-hmm. it took me three years. Right. Of, of doing it to get it done. So so it's kind of like that. It's kind of, once you, you've got to, decide to do it mm. and you got to want to do it which obviously most creative people do yeah. but then obviously there's always like external pressures and things but it this is to you and everybody else right i just think that people should always have that if it's a passion thing mm. whatever should always have it in the back of the mind yeah and you know let life take its course but if you want to do something, it will be in the back of your mind because you will, you it will be gnawing at you. Yeah, yeah. The back of your head. Well, that was the thing. Like that was why I, I decided to try and rework it as a play because I know, I know that format a bit better because obviously my job. Yeah. So I thought I'll get it. That's a way. I just I just hit a wall with it, and then I was like, I don't know how to yeah. how to progress it. No, but to be honest, that's a very clever way. If I, if I do say so. It's a very clever way of getting around it because, yeah. at least for the, you know. Well, use what you're good at, you know, yeah. and what you know. So. And, and what you've got on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. like, I'm doing lighting and stuff for the people on a day, probably on a daily basis, and I'm like, you're staring it in the face. It's yeah, like, I see, like, you know, 150, 200 plays a year. Yeah. So I know, I, mean, I know how they work. And I know you don't want to downplay it or anything, but. You must have seen them shit as well. So, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I see know. all sorts. So yeah, yeah. it encourages you, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, yeah. Like, well, if they they can do it, they're there. Yeah, you know, and, you know what not to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, it's a good uh, training ground, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, so, when's your next album gonna be? So, what we're gonna do is. In June, we're going to record a double A side. Oh. So what what happened was we were offered this this deal to release a double A side and hopefully release it on vinyl, which we've never done. We've never released an album on vinyl or anything. So we're going to do that just to keep our eye in. And then in January, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go to Wales and record another album. So the album probably won't be until maybe later than this time next year. That's how far in advance you have to plan it because... Otherwise, you just end up releasing something and no one hears it. You have oh, to do right. all the promo and yeah. tour it and all that shite. Yeah. And uh, uh, you don't have to tell me, but do you have a name for the album yet? Not yet, no. How how long do names take? They just come like that, really, oh, generally. Yeah. So so the first the first album we did was called A White Dot on a Black Triangle. Yeah. And that was based on um, an ex um, who her school picture basically was just a, ta- a, a face in, in the in the sort of like you know the the year yeah. school year picture was just like a tiny white dot and her hair was just like a black triangle oh, it right. was just hilarious so and the painting on the on the cover is actually by her all oh, right so not of that but that's why the, the album's called that so it always just makes sense it's something kind of like naming a podcast yeah you know, it's just something that kind of ties it all up the second one was called Big Wow, and it was just this idea of... Did you ever hear that phrase growing up, Big Wow? Yeah, yeah. So it's... To, to anyone else who's not really using that phrase sarcastically, it sounds like a positive thing, but it's actually not. It's a negative yeah, thing. Yeah, no. It's like, oh, Big Wow. Like, he's... Oh, he's got a new car next door, or Big Wow, or whatever. Yeah. So it was that kind of thing of, like, I've got a new album out, Big Wow, yeah. and that's what it's called. And then yeah. the third one was Golden Wonder. It's it kind of the most... Um, I wouldn't say nostalgic... But basically, looking back on, on a certain time in life, and it was just yeah, it just evokes that sort of memory. So, so how many people have you got in the band now? Well, this is an interesting one. So four, we had five, mm-hmm. and then we had a member leave during during the last tour. We, did you ever go? <laughs> so, like I was saying before, I was really worried because he just left like that. And okay. I, and I thought, have I said something? Have I cheated? I didn't know him that well. He'd only done three gigs with us. All right. 
but you know it's not it's not necessarily for everybody but yeah we just he just basically just did one <laughs> so i don't actually know i don't actually know the reason which is weird and have you has anybody heard from him yeah i've spoke he's not dead because we, we were worried we were worried that he was going to be dead in a ditch because we did we did a gig in sheffield and he just fucked off and uh we were like, "What's going on? Where is he?" Yeah. I won't say his name, but yeah. no, no. But um, yeah, it was it was really strange. So yeah, I've had a couple of messages with him. He's all right, but he's not really gone into detail as what is what his beef was. No, as long as he's all right. Yeah, but... he's all right. So we're gonna get another member because um, we've got quite a big gig coming up in May, and um, the way that the the new album is written, we kind of need five members because because of the structure of the songs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that will be permanent, but it will have to be for that gig yeah I know. what it does you in terms of writing again in terms of writing songs yeah um, it seems like you do you drive that right yeah um, it's not if someone else like said oh I've got a song or I've got an idea yeah. I wouldn't be against it they just never do yeah so it's gotta be me but do you do you think you're like a dictator you <laughs> you deliberately pick those people <laughs> maybe subconsciously you, you, you yeah. put them they're never gonna come up with a song <laughs> I love them naturally pick just like neb- nebbish people <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. on some level I have I think you're giving me too much credit there though like no um... but you know it's like, <laughs> I'm wondering like because you throughout our conversation you, I keep hearing you well I I talked about my my breakup or this or that. Yeah. You know, it's always about you. Something man. that's happened to me, yeah. And yeah. it's like, I'm like, you know, and if I was in a band, then I'd be like, hang on, I've got a life too, you know. <laughs> I try and make it so that it's not, um, it's very rarely first person and I try and make it quite universal because everyone's had certain things happen to them. So yeah. I try and make it relatable, but also make it kind of, there's a bespoke element to it as well, where it's like, what was that line? Like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's it's getting that balance right. But yeah, it's it's just... It's, no, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just, I feel like you are a little. <laughs> I just want to get down to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. So yeah, it is me, but it doesn't have to be me. If Yeah, yeah if one of the others came up with anything... I'd go, I'd go, I'd go, thanks, I'd go, thanks very much. There's the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why Sam left. Oh, I've been a bit You'll find them in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're walking home. Yeah, don't go to Sheffield with that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know what I mean. It's just, it's just interesting yeah. from somebody that's never been in the band. Yeah, for one person to go right. This is what this is what we're doing. Yeah, and like okay. Most people probably some people go along with that, but some people go, "Hang on, minute." Yeah. yeah, not sure about that. I mean, luckily, like they are. So, like Mick, who plays drums with us, I've been playing uh, music with Mick yeah. maybe for like fifteen years, yeah. and there's 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 maybe been like once or twice where he's come up with like a drum beat or something, and I've gone, "Nah." Most of the time, he just yeah. gets it. You know, yeah. we've got quite similar taste, so there's there's very little friction where it's like, "Yeah, not sure about that." Or mm. And if it is, it's like a tiny little thing, or maybe I've, you know, there's like a there's sort of like a melody line that can be changed because mm. we all sing as well, so it, it's all there's a lot of input. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it without them, but it it does have to the way that it is. It just comes from me. I haven't now. Bear in mind, I haven't heard you sing in a while. Mm-hmm. But what? How would you rate your your singing voice? Uh, I don't know because it's 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 out of ten. Out of I don't think I, I don't want to answer that. Um, not because I mean, how do how do you how do you measure? I don't know, but but it's like it's like me saying to you, how do you, what would you give your writing style out of ten? Out of ten, right? Just because you won't answer, I'll, I'll answer it like okay, seven. And you and that's that's true. That's how you feel. Here and now, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because it's not like I don't think I'm, I'm technically a good singer. How would you describe your voice then? Um. Would you describe it? Yeah, I'm influenced mainly by um, gospel singers. So I sing, and sing singers who don't necessarily sing perfectly in pitch all the time, like like Aretha Franklin or someone who, you know. Yeah. But it but it's an expressive voice. Okay. So I'm not comparing myself to Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... uh, <okay. laughs> 
nowhere near. Of course not. But um, yeah, that that of that ilk of like trying to emote something or trying to convey something is more important than necessarily being really accurate. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I, I wouldn't be able to give it a rating out of ten. No. Okay then. Yeah. Would uh, you say? Do you look after your boys in no. certain ways? Not really. Not as much as I should. Um, which can can catch you out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I sing a fair amount, you know. And I think that's good. Just practice just to yeah. you know, when, you, when you're around the house. And I don't smoke. Um, I drink probably a bit too much. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, so because some people... Uh, really look after the voice yeah they do i don't really do what do you think that's over overplayed all that no i think i think there is something in it and especially as you get older you know you hear you hear like singers that could could used to be great i kind of lose it a little bit so you've got to lose it or use it but use Uh, it or lose it do you think your voice or anybody else in the band has changed over the yeah yeah from the first album to the third album definitely yeah you can hear so since singing Especially with Sally, because Sally's got a lot better pitch than I yeah. have. And when she first joined the band, I was probably singing too loud. Oh, and she, yeah. she was trying to harmonise with me. I remember once we were on stage. And so you're like, in a competition kind of like verbal. Yeah, and that's not necessarily Accidentally. helpful. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if you're trying to sing in harmony, you're trying to blend. You're not yeah. trying to sing over the other person. Yeah. So I've definitely learned from, from other people. Yeah. And that's the same with guitar as well. Like Because I play guitar and uh, John, who plays guitar in my band it's definitely made me a better guitarist from just playing with him and yeah cuz that uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i can't imagine you've either had vocal lessons or guitar no. guitar lessons no so would you say learning guitar's hard or? no i think it's the, the hard part is the first sort of 6 months of kind of willpower because you you can't really do anything for the first six months. You, everybody's shit when they start. Okay. And it's just getting over that initial, like, oh, this is really boring, or this is, I'm not really getting anything from it, or it's not really rewarding. But once you get past that stage and you can play a few tunes, or you can, you know, you can play along with whatever song that you're listening to, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's, it's easy, I think. You play guitar, is it? I think so, yeah, yeah. All right. Can you play both sorts of guitars? Electric and. Yeah. Yeah, and bass, and, and I can play... And is there more... Uh, not being a guitar player, yeah. I don't know, so... There's just, just different applications, isn't there? So most people learn on acoustic just because it's easier to yeah. to have one in the house. Yeah. But um, you can sort of... I, I would say, like, a, an electric guitar is a little bit more... I mean, I mainly play electric guitar now, so um, that's just a little bit more versatile, so oh, you can do a little bit more with it. You can play in a kind of an acoustic style on it, but then it also you can really turn it up. Or yeah, that takes us right back to the start, anyway. Where you said when you grew up, that's the one thing you had. Yeah. Well, one of the one things. Yeah. You had in the house, yeah. the guitar. So was that like your best friend at that time? Kind of. It was just um. So I had a, f- a friend at school who sort of taught me like the rudiments. Um. Called he was called Frank. And it was kind of like I heard I wasn't really into it at, um, when I was like maybe thirteen or fourteen, and then I heard him play and I sort of got it and I was like oh I want to do that. So it was more sort of because I wasn't really allowed to go out and socialize. And yeah. much. It was like almost like socializing in a yeah. way because then I could learn something and the next time I saw him I could go oh I've done that. Yeah. And it was kind of like um you know it was like a little friendly rivalry thing. Yeah. Like trying to get better. Are you still in touch with him? No, it's one of those one of those weird things where you just sort of drift apart. I sometimes drifts in and out of my life, but no, I've not seen him in ages. No. Do you know whether he's still playing guitar? I hope so because he's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he probably will be. I would imagine so. And uh, moving on now to the your podcast because yeah. you are a fellow podcaster. I am, yeah, yeah. So, how did that come about? So, um, I've been doing it for like getting on for four years now um so me and um, my friend garth so garth's a, a quite a creative person he's a visual artist and he's a writer um and it just came from me and him kind of we would talk at length anyway and it was because of the way that he he sort of speaks he i found that it was only like me and a few other people that sort of keep up with him mm. and it kind of felt almost like when we were speaking or when we would 
have a drink or something it yeah. would it would become very creative and it was like a kind of what if this what if this happened what if this happened and yeah. then we were just we just thought should we do a podcast um like everybody does and, yeah and that's how it came and about. um you know many a few couple of years ago when i was thinking about sliding i'd go into it with you to help us out from yeah. it and thanks to you i yeah well what's that here? Pa- partially thanks to yeah, you kind um, of i don't want to give you too much credit <laughs> or, or, or understand it yeah. so yeah. you know i've been doing a bit of output so yeah 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 so is there any tips you could give me um not really i mean the thing is the thing the thing that we we do like with slander hour and and what you're doing is quite different but the the main thing is just um like like for example if we're doing it we're doing an interview now yeah it's you have to really i know it sounds really obvious but you have to really listen to the other person and i think i think that you do that's why i like listening to like i was listening to your conversation with colin and i think like what was interesting about that having known you both is that colin was kind of a bit wary but you could tell that you were trying to put him at ease you were like this is fine this is you know it's a podcast yeah and i think when i'm having a conversation with garth and jim who's on the podcast with us as well it's about giving them time to speak but also listening but also getting ready to say something else as well because you've got to keep it flowing yeah you know it's it's not because you obviously you can edit it and everything but it's it's much more pleasurable just to have like a, a free-flowing conversation i think hopefully that's the best way for for the listener as yeah, well of course it is yeah because you know we between us we probably listen to a lot of podcasts oh yeah yeah and like you know, it's so difficult to listen to once those people aren't just like having a chat or yeah, it becomes stilted. Yeah, or it becomes like a question and answer. Yeah, yeah. Like when you when when you when I'm talking to you now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like you know without going too far behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like what would I want to ask you, mm-hmm. or what would not catch you out, but what would I I want somebody else to ask you yeah, yeah, yeah or what do i what how deep into you do i want to go yeah. because cause I, I want to bring out or i i always use it as a way to get to know people as yeah. well and hopefully that's what what happens for the listener yeah so that's what's important for me it's like you know not to do a got you kind of thing <laughs> but to, well to do that as well but yeah. you know but to get to the real essence of what um, a conversation should be it's, in my eyes. It's a, to me, it's like a good podcast, especially if it's just a f- like a like a back and forth conversation like this. It's almost like going to the pub. Yeah, and it's just you know you but you're there and you're yeah. listening to these people talk. Yeah. And if you if you if they're interesting, you'll stay at the pub, won't you? And get pissed. Yeah, because yeah. that's interesting. Because you, when we were talking about the Colin episode earlier mm. you were saying maybe it might have been better to kind of have him a bit pissed you know, <laughs> you know? yeah oh, just so, just a bit looser because um you know, it felt yeah. like he he was acting like you were trying to catch him out yeah a little bit but then maybe that's because i work with actors all the time maybe yeah. that's just what actors are but like I, to be honest i kind of probably do do that a little mm. bit because um, you've known him for so long as well no no and I do do that with people in general anyway, because hmm. I'm a bit mischievous at that because <laughs> I want to get to the real essence. Because because yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be a, like any any conversation I have. I don't want it to be like a Jonathan Ross kind of, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like standard conversation. Yeah, that, what's the point in yeah, that? Yeah, but why why would I want to be a part of that conversation? Let yeah. alone anybody else listening to yeah. that. And that's what yeah. I was saying with the pub thing. Like, if it was just two boring fellas, yeah. not really offering any insight, you'd leave the pub, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, so, well, why, why would I listen to that? Yeah. Yeah, so, in terms of, like, your podcast, do you do you have, like, a uh, kind of certain topics you like to talk about? Or, or is it just what comes up on the day? So, the way that we started it, was we would pick a person. So the the idea, the, the, the premise of the podcast is Slander Hour and, and the idea was, initially it was like a creative writing exercise where we pick someone and usually it's someone that's universally liked. So we'd pick like, for example, most people like Bill Murray, don't they? Yeah. So we were, I was like, that's perfect. We'll do Bill Murray. 
but we'll slag him off and we'll say that he's done this and done that and mm. and, and it's it's very much the, the the process which Jim was talking about recently was is yes and so you you one person says something and then you build upon it and then oh. you, you expand and it becomes like a creative writing process the way that it is now is a little bit different we, we tend to pick more a subject like um we were talking about the idea of something being meta the, uh, uh, recently yeah and that the idea of like what is it what even is that is that just crawling up your ass or yeah. is that like is meta a thing where you have to know what's going on before you the, someone can get the joke you know that's quite uh, interesting really because i think in this podcast we've got quite meta because um, we spoke about being doing podcasts yeah, yeah. and like that to me is quite better you know yeah but we've explained it as well so sometimes mm. sometimes um, uh, the, the the purpose of like a meta thing is like to show how clever you're being yeah yeah and, and i don't think that's what we're doing no but it could fall into that you know oh very easily and yeah like, yeah and not just like your podcast offering you but as i was saying this to you earlier yeah. I think your your podcast is, is an acquired taste. Oh, of course it is. And yeah, like, yeah. and I was also saying this to you before. It was about uh, for me. It's about uh, it'd be better if you were a fan of it. You know, mm-hmm. like followed it all the <laughs> yeah, way yeah. through. Yeah. You know, like so. Whereas something that I do it depends on largely on the guests. Yeah. You know, and, and the subjects of and the the, the the occupation of the yeah. guest. Yeah. And like, you might listen to one and you might not listen to any of the others yeah. because you might want to listen to what that specific one person says mm-hmm. but with yours it's an overarching theme there's know? a style yeah um yeah. i think we're trying to get away from that a little bit so what we did again during lockdown was we started doing it over zoom and we brought another another person and so our friend jim who's who's a comedian yeah. um and we wanted it to be a little bit lighter because we were doing, we started calling them semi because we, we were doing these slander hours and they were all about an hour or longer. Yeah. And they were really dense, really like loads of music in them and loads of weird samples and stuff. And it made, it made deliberately, you know, like like when you listen to like uh, Blue Jam or Chris Morris stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that where it's like fucking, you feel like, you feel a bit exhausted afterwards. Yeah. And we wanted to do something of that ilk where yeah. it's like, it's almost more like a, like a short story or a novel or, yeah. a, or an anthology of things. And then, but that's really hard to do all the yeah. time. So during lockdown, we were just like, we'll just bang out these half hour semi episodes and um, have Jim on it. And we'll just talk about a theme and it'll be a little bit lighter. So that's what we're doing now. I'd, I'd like to do some more of the, the full, the full fat slander hour ones. It's just finding the time to do and, it. And the other thing is that popped into my head was, uh, were you ever worried about slandering somebody getting sued? Mm. Uh, did was that why you kind of moved away from... No, not really. Because the thing is, like... The, the things that we were saying... It was do, so too outlandish. Ri- so ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Like, we're saying, like... Um, let's try and think of an example. So, it's uh, with, like, Bill Murray, it was the, the idea yeah. that he's he's got no memory of any of the films that he's been in because he enters, like, a fugue state every time he goes into... And, like, that's why yeah. he's so, like, sleepy in his performance because he's not actually there. So the, the idea of someone getting litigious over that would be like, yeah. how would you even, how would, <laughs> yeah. you, how would, you, how would yeah. you process that? Has anybody ever got in touch with you? No, I've tried to, um, so we did one about um, ne- uh, Neil Kinnock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were trying to get like him and, and Stephen Kinnock in, uh, interested in it, like sending uh, them the link to it. Yeah. But yeah, it's really hard. Like you were saying, uh, the guy that you used to collaborate with, yeah. like got a little bit edgy and, and started tweeting people and stuff and yeah. he managed to, and I was like yeah. a bit envious of that. I was like, but it depends on how you do it. Cause like, obviously if you're, if you're tweeting somebody and you're just being offensive, yeah. that's different to saying I've made this thing. Cause I think it's really affectionate. Like we did one with Stephen Fry. Yeah. Um, Cause we are thinking like a national treasure, Stephen Fry, everyone yeah. knows Stephen Fry. Yeah. So I think he would, if he listened to it, he'd probably like it cause he's a comedian. Yeah. Probably I'm sure you could get in touch with him on Twitter. He, I've tried. Wasn't he one of the first ones? To he start? was, yeah. But I guess, imagine how many people tweet him. Let's have a thing. Would you do David Attenborough? Or have you done David Attenborough? We've done, we've done the Attenborough right. Brothers. <laughs> we've done the Attenborough Brothers, yeah. Even um, the dead one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did it from their childhood up, up yeah. until um, Richard Attenborough died. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was nice. We basically implied that they were kind of um, sort of in love with each other. Have you ever done one about Thatcher? 
No, because I think it's Thatcher's too easy. Because okay. everyone hates Thatcher. Well, oh, not yeah. everyone. <laughs> Some people. But we all hate, you know. Yeah. you got to get outside your... Uh, Comfort zone. But also the echo chamber. Yeah. Like, Thatcher's... Thatcher milks Thatcher. <laughs> just be that, Yeah. I don't know how I would do Thatcher, because it would be like... Thatcher, that we'd have to go like Thatcher's sound or something. We'd have to go the other way. Thatcher's cool. That you really love that. Yeah, yeah. We have spoke about doing one where it's like, you know, like someone who's an absolute dick. What about Nelson Mandela? Did you do Mandela? Not done Mandela. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that. That'd be hard to do. Who did we? Who else have we done? We oh, did, the Archbishop Desmond. We did. We did Idris Elba. Because right. everyone was going on about him. But I genuinely don't like him. I think he's a shit actor. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I thought he was really good in The Wire, but after that, it's been completely... He's, he's pretty limited, isn't he? Like, yeah. What he does. I was like, he's just sort what? of there, isn't he? He's just, he's just, basically, he's just kind of like a, an attractive man who's kind of like... He's not even that, really, though. No. Yeah, not really. But he kind of smoulders, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, that's his thing. But I mean, it's like... Know. Come on, but he does everything now. He's a DJ. And, yeah. Which, which tells you like he's a master of nothing. Yeah. Uh, but during the collection, he did Mandela. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I didn't watch that. But like, no, how can he, he play Mandela? His, his accent's awful. Yeah. And also like, he's he's massive. Mandela wasn't a huge man, was he? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible casting, isn't it? Have you ever done Will Smith? I've not done Will Smith. You should do it Will Smith after the Oscar thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did use, um, for the meta one, I was thinking what, so I make all the artwork for it as well. So like I was thinking for the, for the cover, you know, like when you put the podcast out, I use Chris Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get those. Yeah, Yeah, so, uh, should do one about Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because they're going to become better, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, yeah, I think we tried to do one about WhatsApp. Like, you know, like, something that's just like, how do we talk for half an hour about something just so banal? TikTok will be a good one. Yeah. Because the video's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And like... Maybe just do like a 30 second episode. <laughs> just say the name TikTok. <laughs> give, give it 30 seconds and just kill it. Yeah, I'll just speed it up so it lasts 30 seconds. <laughs> That'll be even better, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so... What was I going to ask you? I had something. To... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you shouldn't uh, change your style, really, because it, cause it, well, you can do it if you want, but it, <laughs> but it, but it takes all kinds, you know? Yeah. Of podcasts and I think, like, and creative I don't works. think it's, I don't think it's changed drastically. I just think it's become a little bit, we were doing it like, yeah, like almost like it was like a radio play. It was yeah. so dense. And it was, you know, like you're saying, not that many people listen to it, and you're putting all of this effort in, and really, what we, what we, because we were doing it, I think, I think we were doing it monthly, and what yeah. we realised is it's better to do it weekly. Mm. Um, so what we do is we record a batch of them, and then I'll edit it down, put some music, I'll make some music for it, and then just bang it out every week. And I think that's a better way to get more listeners. Yeah, but. It, it, it is a bit like that. It is a bit like you are. You do want it to be good for your own professional, yeah. professional pride, really. Yeah. yeah. I do for myself. Yeah. I don't think, and I want. And I, the other thing is, I want the li- I, the very few people who do listen mm. around the world. I may say, <laughs> I want them to keep listening. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so it it's important. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to ask me before we? Uh, Who have you got? Uh, ne- have you have you got them all lined up next? Uh, no, not at the moment. No, yeah. Um, do you do you prefer doing it in person? Yeah, but it but it was a bit weird, you know, because mm. Colin was the oh. first one. Colin's a weirdo, though, isn't he? I, I, Colin was the first one I did for like about three. Two or three years. Yeah, yeah. In person. Yeah. So you just get used to the uh, kind of in person thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And in a way, when you when you're on technology, mm. you've got the technology to kind of shield you. Yeah. You know because people can't. You can. You're close enough to 
hit me for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I say it's me, you could give me a fucking glare like you have done a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the people listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so there, there is that difference. Yeah. That, you know, you, you're going to put yourself... But you know. can read the other person better as well because we generally do it over Zoom now and I always, I'm always i always trying to get them to do it in person. That's why yeah. I was asking because yeah. I think there's something about in person about the, the flow of it where you yeah. can... You don't even necessarily like I can make eye contact with you, and I know you might be saying something serious next, or you might be up to something because yeah. you are mischievous, like, yeah. and that's good because then I can sort of react be ready to that. For, yeah, be ready for get it, ready, rather, yeah, yeah. rather than oh, oh, on on technology, you're like kind of not knowing what's gonna no, happen, and there's a delay, and it's all yeah. you have to just sort of wait your turn, don't but you? But it's good that that it's happened. Yeah, and I, I hope I've give you enough room to talk you know oh absolutely yeah, i've really enjoyed it and it's yeah. nice to because normally like when when we do our podcast when we do slander hour it's i'm almost we're almost playing a character so it's nice to just speak freely rather than yeah. be guarded or... uh, and i think i have got you to open up a bit because that that was my aim really oh yeah 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 because i sometimes uh, you know when we met i just think there's a lot more to that guy and, <laughs> and I just think I need to... And now you know there's not. <laughs> well, yeah, I just wanted to unlock you a bit. Yeah. I think I've achieved what I you want. Have, yeah, you, you're, a good in, you're a good interviewer, Shabbat. All right. That was a little sound for you to praise me. I'm just... I don't give compliments out, but generally. All like, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, so that's the world exclusive there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now now be slagging me off and like, <laughs> as soon as we end it. Yeah, got got to balance it out. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thanks for uh, having us. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye.